Good evening, Lehigh Valley. Welcome to the first edition of Wellness Lehigh Valley. This is Sally Hanlon. I am your host this evening, and starting tonight on alternate months, I will be focusing on wellness aspects for the listeners of the Lehigh Valley or the greater Lehigh Valley, things that are happening in our community that you need to be aware of and hopefully have a conscious effort to support from time to time. Tonight, we're going to be talking about our most precious resource, which is water, the quality of our water. It's a precious resource for humans, for plants, for wildlife. We drink it on average around four liters a day, and it's an irreplaceable element of our industry and agriculture. You think about everything that water affects and all its different forms. It is at the very heart of our existence, and the importance of water management has dominated human history. Now, tonight, my guest is a part of the Northampton County Conservation District, and he is the watershed specialist, and I'll give you his exact title in a moment. But before I introduce him, I want to give you a little history regarding the protection of water and soil. I mean, the two are obviously interrelated. And I was surprised when I did the research that it wasn't until 1935 that Congress passed legislation making water and soil conservation a national policy and priority. I know in some reading that I had done with J.I. Rodale and his founding of the Rodale Enterprises that he thought as early as 1940 we were losing the quality of our soil as far as production for our, our food. In 1945, Pennsylvania passed the Conservation District Law, which was the creation of county conservation districts in every county except Philadelphia. And today, I believe there are 66 of these throughout the state of Pennsylvania. And they run programs throughout the year to help educate, promote, deliver sound soil and water conservation efforts on a local level. And some of the programs included in the past, and we'll hear what's happening now, erosion and sediment pollution, control watershed specialist, nutrient management, and the Chesapeake Bay non-point source pollution program. Now, we are not a part of Chesapeake Bay. We are a part of the Delaware watershed, so that won't affect us. But let me introduce my guest and let him tell you a little bit about himself, Nate Pritchard, who is the watershed specialist for Northampton County Conservation District, is here tonight to share the situation of water in Northampton County. Nate, thank you so much for being a part of the show this evening. Yeah, thanks for having me. Could you please just give our listeners a little bit of your background and maybe a little bit of background on the Northampton County Conservation District, which is a little bit different than the Lehigh County Conservation District? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, as far as my background goes, I started with the Conservation District as the watershed specialist in uh, t- late 2015. So I've been there for coming up on seven, you know, six or seven years now. And uh, prior to that, I worked in environmental consulting, doing sort of brownfield industrial site cleanups and okay. geotechnical investigations, so soil soil testing, water testing, and everything like that. And then, you know, prior to that, I was uh, going in, it was in college for uh, geology down in Franklin Marshall in Lancaster. So I have a background in uh, in my 
schooling, I was very interested in geomorphology or the forms of streams and rivers and things like that, floodplain restoration. Follow that path. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Follow that path and you know, ended up in uh, the uh, conservation sphere. As far as the conservation district goes, uh, we have a uh, number of different programs we work with, like you mentioned. Primarily, though, our mission focuses on water quality protection and soil protection, uh, soil conservation. As you mentioned, it kind of comes from the uh, 1930s or the Dust Bowl era. We were realizing, yeah, that that we're losing a lot of soil, losing a lot of productivity. So that was the early missions of the conservation districts was to maintain that soil productivity. Over the years, that's, again, morphed into surface water quality. We realized that was an issue as well. And now uh, with construction and erosion sedimentation, that's a big part of what Northampton County Conservation District does is uh, the permitting and oversight for construction. Okay. So uh, whether it's new construction, expanding construction, commercial, industrial, residential, Mm -hmm. I mean, do you hit all of them? Yeah, we hit pretty much everything. It, uh, it's There's a couple different levels of it, but basically, you know, if you're doing a relatively small project, you don't need a big permit or something like that. But if you get over a certain uh, acreage and you start running into some of the other programs where you need uh, a, what we call an NPDES permit and things like that, and that's where the review and the district gets involved. Okay. Now, I noticed on your website, it appeared as if you have uh, maybe volunteers in every one of the municipalities. There there was a name associated. I know I'm in Bethlehem Township, so I saw a name associated with someone. What did these folks do? Do you know within the townships? As far as the watershed associations, yes. So that is a a partner organizations that work with the district mostly through the watershed uh, specialist position. Okay. And so these are local volunteer groups. Uh, Again, we work very closely with them. They are sort of the folks on the ground doing a lot of the really great work, and they're all volunteers. Uh, I cannot stress uh, enough how great they, they w- uh, how great of a watershed community we have here in uh, Northampton County and the Lehigh Valley generally. So we're very lucky in that every major uh, stream, every major watershed in Northampton County has a watershed association associated with it that kind of acts as stewards of that, that stream. We also have an umbrella organization that we work closely with, which is the Watershed Coalition of the Lehigh Valley. And they're a 501c3 nonprofit, Mm. and they kind of act as a, you know, like I said, a support organization that kind of gives these smaller organizations the tools that they need to uh, get some of their stuff done. I actually, partially because of my position as the watershed specialist, I serve as the um, vice president of that organization. Interesting. You know, listeners, I, you know, if you haven't gotten outside the Lehigh Valley, you, you might not be aware of this, but my sister lived in Colorado for a, a, a period of time, and water was such a, I don't know, a, a resource that everybody wanted but no one had. I mean, it was just the water rights that they had, the legal ramifications if you took water from the neighbor's side of your stream or whatever. I mean— it, it sort of blew me away when I kept seeing signs, you know, along streams that this has belonged to so-and-so and this belonged to so-and-so. You don't automatically get the water rights when you purchase the land. That's almost like a separate entity. So we're very uh, spoiled, I guess, I would say, with the amount of sources. Um, I did some research looking at freshwater sources and what we have in the Lehigh Valley We have in Northampton County 119 bridges connecting the county. Now, not all of those are over waterways because we go over roadways, too. But even still, that's an awful lot of bridges in our territory. And we've been so blessed with all the the different, the bush kill, you know, and, 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 you know, what we've got in Allentown and, and you know, Delaware. We are just, it's amazing what we have available and take for granted. Absolutely, yeah. And I think you you mentioned that number of bridges and what that kind of tells you. There's a 
function there. You have density of population, how many roads you have, but also how many streams you're crossing. And uh, yeah, one of the things that it's a great little fact about Pennsylvania is that we actually have the most uh, miles of stream in the continental uh, United States. Oh. So yeah, the only other state that tops us as far as miles of freshwater stream is Alaska. So we really are we truly are blessed with a, an abundance of freshwater in Pennsylvania. And we certainly don't have the same kind of water rights issues, like you said, that el- elsewhere does out, especially out West. Yeah. Uh, we really are, um, again, have a lot of good water resources. And if you're looking at climate change and some pro- projections, they were actually supposed to get more. Uh, there's some positive and negative to that, of course. But uh, yeah, again, we are, have a, a lot of great water resources, and that's why it's important to help protect them. And so when you say you're the watershed specialist and you, you're looking at water quality, uh, you mentioned in, in talking before the, the uh, show about water protection, source water protection. What does that mean, and how do, how do you go about doing that? I mean, boy, you'd have to be everywhere all the time. Well, everywhere all the time. I mean, that, <laughs> that's a good point. So, yeah, we talked about the source water protection. That's sort of the source. If we're talking about drinking water, we're looking at where is that water coming from? You know, where is the pump? Where is the uh, wellhead, uh, a reservoir that might be uh, drawing drinking water from f- into a municipal supply system? So we're looking at that watershed of that uh, drinking water supply, making sure that that is clean and operating well, uh, but as far as everywhere all the time, you know, that's why we're a watershed specialist and why we talk about watershed management. Uh, what a watershed is, again, mo- more folks are familiar with that term, but it's a, a, a watershed is a geographic area where any drop of water that falls within that area drains to a central point, which is usually a stream or a lake or something like that. So with that in mind, you really can map a watershed anywhere. They can be as large as the Delaware Basin. They can be as small as your backyard. So we look at land use and uh, what's going on in that entire watershed, whatever kind of water body that we're looking at, and try and get the totality of what is happening within that area and come up with a management plan uh, for um, for that area to make sure that you have good quality water at the, at the bottom of the pipe, so to speak. Well, I, d- I didn't um, realize that our Delaware River watershed or Delaware watershed was actually started in um, the lower part of New York State mm-hmm. and goes down to Maryland. Is that the? It. I'm trying to think if it actually hits. It comes out in the Delaware Bay okay. in uh, southern Jersey, and I don't know if it actually. I think it depends on how far down you draw the line for the Delaware Bay. I'm trying to think if it touches the northern part of Maryland or not. But okay. it would just it's be close. Yeah, Pennsylvania, Jersey, and, and Delaware uh, down at the bottom of the Delaware estuary. Yeah. Huh. So anything that occurs up in lower New York State comes downhill and ends up probably in the Delaware at some point in mm-hmm. time. We see a lot in our communities signs of where there's um, open grates for um, surface water, like during rain and stuff, to be taken away. People used to dump things in there. I mean, is, is that illegal now, I hope? Yeah, yes, generally, yeah. <laughs> you should not be uh, putting anything down a stormwater drain uh, but s- clean stormwater. That, you know, there's more often now signs on a lot of the, the drains that say drains to river or protect the fish or no dumping or something like that to try and educate folks. And really, I think for the most part, I think everybody is, is getting increasingly well-educated on that, that uh, if you have a stormwater drain, the only thing that should be going on into that is rainwater. So, yeah, it's uh, whatever goes in those grates needs to be clean. And that uh, that kind of ties into some of the local hot issues as far as uh, what we call MS4 or municipal separate storm sewer (laughs) (laughs) permits. Some folks might be familiar familiar with this in um, 
you know, Easton or Allentown or Bethlehem with like the, uh, the rain tax that they've talked about and things like that. Now, I want to be clear the district doesn't have to do with the way the those the municipalities, municipalities handle okay. their, their stormwater controls. But that is sort of uh, a program that's coming forward. Uh, it, it's been around for a while, but now it's, it's being rolled out uh, where the municipalities have to treat the stormwater the same way as you know, an industrial discharge used to, what's coming out of their stormwater system is clean. clean. And so that involves uh, upgrading a lot of old infrastructure to make sure you get some filtration or keeping the sediment and pollutants out of it. Uh, it goes to outreach and education to make sure that the public is aware of uh, what's going on and, and, and how their stormwater systems should be, should be functioning. Okay. So it's a, it's, a, you know, it, it's a challenge, but I think there's a lot of good things that are come out of it as far as retrofitting and upgrading our local okay. stormwater infrastructure to help out. Okay, listeners, stay tuned because we're going to be talking more about this precious resource that we have an abundance of, which is water, and what we need to think about as we live in the Lehigh Valley. We are taking a short break right now. My guest tonight is Nate Pritchard, who's watershed specialist for the Northampton County Conservation District. This is Sally Hanlon for WDIY's Wellness Lehigh Valley. Galactic Travels brings you hour-long soundscapes of electronic, ambient, and space music. Each month's special focus highlights an artist, label, or event with a featured CD at midnight. That's every Thursday night at 11, right here on WDIY Allentown, Lehigh Valley Public Radio, 88.1 FM, WDIY.org, and the free WDIY radio app. Many choices, real voices. Welcome back. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Wellness Lehigh Valley with our guest this evening, Nate Pritchard, who's the watershed specialist for Northampton County's Conservation District. And we're talking about our water here in Northampton County, and we'll talk about some of the programs that are addressing it. But before we go on, um, one of the things I'd like, Nate, to share with you is how our ecosystem provides a natural water filtration filtration process, why the land and water work so well together. So Nate, could you do that for us? Sure. And, and Sally, what you're talking about there can be kind of summed up in one phrase, and that's kind of called uh, ecosystem services. Okay. So those are the uh, actions and you know processes that go on in our ecosystem that kind of provide us a, a benefit that can be uh, a human benefit, an economic benefit, something like that. And what natural system, uh, you know, natural naturalized systems and things like that do is uh, soil and water filtration for drinking water quality and surface water quality. You have obviously the filtration of the sand and the silt and all that kind of stuff through the soil takes out all the big chunks and, and things like that that might be pollutants in the water. Inside the soil too, uh, you also have a whole host of microorganisms that then kind of take those pollutants. And we're talking about things like fuel oil and things like that you might think they're pretty bad and work to eat those and break those down. There's a lot of natural uh, organisms that do that. So that's one way, you know, having these meadows and bio, you know, uh, green basin, green stormwater basins and things like that. That's one way we can help filter our surface water to make sure that it doesn't impact our groundwater and drinking water down the line. 
We also have things like repa uh, riparian buffers, which is forested corridors along streams. That provides another another host of benefits. You have uh, plant material that gets put in, you know, leaves and sticks and all that kind of stuff that goes into the creek. A lot of folks think that they want to take wood out of the creek, but all the microorganisms that live in and macroorganisms that live in our creek and provide food for the fish, which people like you know to see actually uh, evolved in a forested environment. So they like to have leaves and sticks and all that debris go into the creek so that it works as it had evolved over, you know, over Provide millennia. Provide shelter and food. And shelter, food, canopy, the, the right. trees in the riparian buffer shade the water from the sun, keep it cool. So it's really uh, important to keep uh, as much of a naturalized area around our streams as possible. Our rivers also act almost as a conveyor belt. Uh, and there's a concept out there that folks can look up. It's called the river continuum concept. Mm. And that's the idea that, you know, rivers, uh, you know, they start as a little spring. Way, yeah, way <laughs> up in the hillside. And it starts in this little trickle. And eventually it, it all comes together down to the Delaware, you know, something the size of the Delaware. So there's critical parts along that whole pro that whole mm. corridor um, that need to be there. Uh, you know, if you take away all the small macroinvertebrates and things like that, the little bugs and, and things like that that live in the headwaters way up in the hills, the things in the middle of the, of the stream are not going to have the food and nutrients that they need uh, to support the larger life like fish and everything else like that down in the larger water bodies. So that's why we need to think of it as a system. Again, a that's why we're yeah. exactly a continuum and huh. why we're thinking about it as a watershed, not just a stream. What happens when we have surface water from um, a major storm and you know, it affects all of the life along that continuum. Do they all end up in the Delaware? What happens? How do they protect themselves? Uh, well, I think that's a good question. And I think that uh, certainly some of them do get washed, <laughs> washed down. <laughs> but, um, you know, they have shorter life cycles and a lot of them do hang on, you know, so to yeah. speak. So it uh, doesn't flush everything out all at once. And they might get moved a little bit down the stream, but then they, you know, they're still kind of in their niche and maybe they m migrate back up. Yeah. Because according to all the predictions with the climate we're experiencing and going forward, we in the Lehigh Valley, I think in particular, are in for a lot more water events, mm -hmm. rain events. I don't know about snow from what I'm hearing, but so we're going to have a lot more of surface water, I guess. That's the prediction, yeah. I think uh, more water generally, but also what we're seeing uh, in the recent record is more intense rainfall events too that lead to flooding and, and things like that. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, that's incredible. But it's, and it's amazing what nature has provided to us that we've sort of been ignorant of. And hopefully uh, our listeners tonight will get a, a lot more education as far as the importance of this water source and why we need to be protective of it going forward. Now, one of the thoughts I know I had, and I'm sure some of our listeners do, is we've had a lot of land development here in the Lehigh Valley, whether it's residential, whether it's warehouses, and the displacement of water that's happening because of those sources. What challenges are you experiencing as the county experiencing as this growth occurs, and, and how are we sort of keeping an eye on things? Mm -hmm. So, as far as what the land develop, you know, what kind of challenges we're seeing with the land development? Again, land what your land uses matters for the stream. So when you have a, a, a development, whether it's a parking lot, a warehouse, a large residential development, what you're typically seeing there is the addition of what we call impervious surfaces. So that's hard surfaces, asphalt, concrete, rooftop, where uh, rather than infiltrating and percolating down into the groundwater, the rain, when it hits those surfaces, runs off directly. Now, in the past, we used to just have that all kind of funneled to, you know, a grate and a pipe that went straight to the creek. 
uh, and that caused a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. You know, that changes the the rate and quality of the water that goes into the streams. Really have these big flo- flooding pulses. You had a lot of, of erosion because suddenly the stream is overwhelmed. So starting in the 1970s, roughly, uh, they start to have some more controls as far as stormwater goes. And that's when you start to see some of the stormwater basins folks might be familiar with or swales and controls rather than just digging ditches trying to figure out, stop you know the place from flooding. Let's try and control it actually in a, in a, in a planned way. So back then they did just volume control. That's you know, uh, oh, sorry, rate control. So how fast, slow it down so it doesn't all come out all at once. Time, yeah. yeah, all at one time. Uh, in more recent years, we've now moved on to volume control. So we're actually slowing down the overall amount, not just how fast it comes out, the total amount of water oh, okay. that comes out of that pipe. And some of the ways that they're doing that for volume control, again, is to get it back to you know the pathways it used to take naturally, uh, either to evaporate it or infiltrate it into the groundwater. So that's uh, we're, we're still improving the uh, regulations and systems to control the effects of those impervious surfaces. So that's sort of how we're, we're working to deal with it. Um, and just to talk about the district's programs, again, what we do uh, specifically, that's where I mentioned that NPDES permitting uh, before. That stands for the National yeah. Pollution Discharge Elimination System. <laughs> it all ties back to the Clean Water Act. You know, it's part of that system and without going into the whole history of it. Basically, you know, if you have a development that's over a certain acreage, usually over one acre in, in our county, uh, they have to have a adva- uh, elevated level of review and, and designing and things like that to control the stormwater and control the erosion during construction. Well, and I, and I know that for a period of time, we were building on floodplains which I'm I'm hoping that we're not doing anymore because that's the natural path of, of the water is to expand into their floodplain during that and then get absorbed correct and then go back to its normal yeah the f- flood floodplains are one one portion of that whole watershed system I mean that when you have a big storm event that helps to give it some volume to not flood you know not to right. top its banks and flood downstream but really that land use over the whole watershed that really is critical to make sure that it's not just you know it, so it has a chance to infiltrate and, right. and to get absorbed and yeah, get into the plants, get into the ground, and all things like that. So okay, and one of the things we're also fortunate to have here in the Lehigh Valley, especially in Northampton County, is a lot of farmland. And I know that part of the conservation district works with farmers and and their land use. Can you share with our listeners how that works together? Sure. So yeah, we mentioned in the beginning that we all go back to uh, the Dust Bowl soil conservation. It's sort of our roots. So we have an agricultural program as well. There's two major portions to that. Uh, One is the agricultural technical assistance program. So that's helping farmers kind of solve you know, erosion issues on their property, making sure they have good crop rotation, good, you know, cropping practices and things like that to make sure that they maintain their soil productivity because the farmers don't want their soil washing off into the creek. They spend a lot of time making sure the soil works for them and they want to keep it in place. So uh, we help them develop plans and practices to to do that. Uh, We also have the nutrient management program and nutrient is sort of a nice and technical way of saying manure, (laughs) you know, and so it's, it's really, uh, that's the program that we work with. helping farmers to make sure that their manure is used in a way that is not running off into the creek, infiltrating into the groundwater at an excessive rate, um, to make sure that they're also utilizing it well where they're getting the most bang for their buck because it's a resource. And properly. Exactly, properly, yeah. So they, you know, the plants need stuff to grow, nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, and the manure has that. And so are they applying it at a 
good rate and at the right time of year, right tillage practices and all that stuff to get their most bang for their buck out of it. The other hot topic agriculturally I know that comes up uh, is uh, biosolids and sludge. Now, Northampton County Conservation District doesn't have uh, that that program. That's actually handled by the DEP. Okay. Uh, so if, if there's questions about that, that's some. You know, it's a really you know hot topic occasionally, but we don't handle that directly. That is handled by the Northeast Office of, of DEP. Yep. Okay. All right. And that's I think that's in this area, or is that in in Strasburg? That's up in Wilkesbury. Oh, Wilkesbury. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Wow. That's that's an awful lot when you know you think of such a simple thing as water and you know getting a glass of water or watching the rain go down the street there's so much that we have to think about to make sure that we have the quality and the quality because we as humans need quality water in our systems just like our plants and our wildlife need quality water what are some of the challenges that you are experiencing in in your role as watershed specialist Sure. I mean, one challenge is, like we talked about, is land development. Of course, we've had a lot of land use changes in the in the Lehigh Valley uh, over the past few decades. So that is is causing you know some issues. We have problems with stream bank erosion, uh, flooding, like you've mentioned, and and whatnot. So as far as how folks can get involved to help fix some of those issues, uh, that really. Look, looking into your local watershed associations and seeing uh, what they, you know, what kind of volunteer opportunities are available through through them is uh, would be a great way to get involved. There are lots of friendly folks out there. They're kind of informal uh, organizations where the p- folks get together and do things as simple as like a stream site cleanup. Some of them, some of them do more uh, advanced uh, things like uh, water quality sampling, where they'll train you how to go out and take chemical samples of of the stream. Uh, some of them do events. Uh, some of them do uh, historic tours of their watershed to get people a sense of place about mm-hmm. what's going on in their area. And some of the more advanced groups that have really, you know, uh, motivated volunteers will even uh, do some larger fundraising activities and uh, get together some pretty large stream restoration projects. Like the Bushkill Stream Conservancy just uh, partnered with um, the Wildlands Conservancy and a few other partners to do a major uh, fish habitat restoration project around Tatamy on the Bushkill Creek. And that was, you know, many years of volunteer efforts and organization to put all that together. And so uh, if you're looking to do something more advanced, you know, that those opportunities are there as well. Before we wrap up, Nate, would you again give the website that if people are interested in learning more about what you do or getting just educated? Yes, our our website is uh, northamptoncd.org. I'd also advise folks to check out the Watershed Coalition's website uh, because that's the portal for some of the volunteer efforts, and that is uh, watershedcoalitionlv.org. We do have the Penn State Master Watershed, sorry, the Penn State Master Watershed Steward Program that we work with very closely. There should be uh, information on that on both of those websites as well. Next training cycle is going to be coming up next year, but uh, that's the way we can get folks a little bit more uh, advanced volunteering. There's 40 hours of training involved with that. Okay, mm -hmm. okay, terrific. And there are other programs that you mentioned that Northampton County is involved with. Can you share some information about those programs? Sure. I think a lot of folks are familiar. I'll start off with the Spotted Lanternfly. (laughs) I think a lot of folks are familiar with the Spotted Lanternfly at this point. But um, we do have an assistance, technical assistance program for that, part of which is uh, we 
hand out some control measures like traps or sticky bands and, and things like that to help to catch the nymphs, educate folks as far as the, the time, right time of year to go out and, you know, are you looking for the nymphs? Are you looking for the eggs? Are you looking for the adults? How to handle it on your property um, and, and things like that. It's a lot of education at this point. Okay, before you move on. Sure. I didn't see as many spotted lanternflies this year as I had last year. I mean, I used to be on a kill mission when I took the dog for a walk. <laughs> Has something changed? At, you know, do you know? I, I don't know if I ever had, had an official answer for that, but I believe what I've heard is that it, we had a pretty wet, a few wet periods in the summer, and it was a little colder and drier in the spring, and that kind of upset oh, their life cycle from what it was okay. before. The other thing, which is a good thing I've seen, is that I think the local wildlife is starting to realize that the red color doesn't mean that they're poisonous and that they can eat them. Ah, <laughs> so okay. I think we're having some, you some know, nature, is, nature finds a way. <laughs> okay. Well, in our last few minutes, dirt gravel roads, what's... Yeah. So that's, again, another program that the district has uh, that you could uh, look for your local municipality to check into. One you know, thing that is a big source of sediment pollution in the creeks is kind of older dirt and gravel, dirt roads, gravel roads, or even lo- like low volume, which is paved, but not that many people travel on it. There's old pipes that are uh, like a bad river crossing that might be too small, or obviously with a dirt road, you have the dirt washing off into the right. creek. So we have a whole uh, program to help municipalities uh, design and, and upgrade those types of roads to uh, reduce the sediment impact. Uh, we work with you know a few municipalities up around. We have a big project on National Park Drive up and up around Bethel Township. That's kind of the, one of the mm-hmm. biggest ones we've done recently. There's a lot of stream crossings. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Listeners, I hope that you got some good information from Nate, because I know I did, not in addition to the research, but from the show tonight, he's provided me with some more things to think about, and hopefully not take for granted one of the resources that we have here in the Lehigh Valley. But thank you for being a part of our first and new Wellness Lehigh Valley program. Thanks for having me. And I would also like to thank James Johnson, who's our News and Information Director, And as always, listeners, we really appreciate your listening to us this evening on 88.1. If you're listening on our new app or if you're listening on the website, thank you. This is Sally Hanlon for Wellness Lehigh Valley.